This is just an intro. It's just an intro. The guest is coming on soon. So quit bitching. We're going to start the show right after this intro. You're listening to Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. If you're looking at me in a wide shot, you're going to see tons of papers around. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I hope you're having a uh, a good week. I know uh, it's just been one day in the week. Yesterday, it was Monday. But, uh, you know, I, just, you know, in terms of anxiety and stuff, uh, I, I find that if I don't, Stick to that routine, man. Flipping out. I notice. I, I, I get a little short-tempered. I'm not. I'm, I'm a little uh, not patient. So all I say is, hey, you know, I didn't work out three days in a row. Oh, just things stack up. I got to stop and say, no, go work out. You release some steam. Do it. I'm just saying. Uh, news every day, man. I know you guys are going like, what is going on here, man? But uh, I, I get frustrated because every day it's something different. I almost want them to give us the news just on Fridays. Give us news. Because every day, okay, a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Okay, um, now the antibodies, if you get the test, that will help. And now we don't know. Mm, they're not sure. Don't get the test. So it's almost like every day it's changing. And, like, you know, I think that's where the most anxiety comes from is everybody's just like, uh, what, are we, what are we doing? We're sort of in limbo. Fucking limbo. Rush limbo. Oof. Sorry. Uh, here we are, another episode. I'm glad you're sticking around and listening to the episode. And uh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, the podcast definitely, uh, I think everybody who has a podcast is taking a little chunk because I think people aren't commuting as much to work and doing whatever. And so, you know, you're nose, oh, wait a minute, I didn't have as many as listeners. And in fact, last week's episode, Bob Odenkirk, holy shit, man, that was just sensational. And I hope people come around to listen to it. I know everyone's got their lives and they're busy and, um, you know, and I respect it. And um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in every week. And a, a big shout out to my patrons who tell them all the time, but there's a wave to you, patrons. You guys are, uh, I don't know, you're just really special and you really help the show more than you could possibly imagine. So I love uh, when I refresh and you see a patron, I, I do like a refresh in the morning and a refresh at night. And when you see new patrons, you're like, oh my gosh. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's just, uh, you go to patreon.com. People support the podcast in other ways. Uh, you know, there's tears and people pledge and they get free stuff and it's cool. So anyway, uh, also a reminder of the online store. It's still open uh, online store for inside of you stuff. And um, what else? Uh, there's also my band stuff left on Laurel. Uh, as of now, uh, July 2nd, we're still planning on, on doing the uh, uh, live podcast inside of you with Michael Rosemum live in Austin at the North Door. With Zach Levi from Shazam. But uh, just stick around and we'll find out. We're kind of every day again. We're waiting to see what happens. Um, I've been trying to FaceTime my grandma as much as possible. She's alone. I can't imagine what it's like for her. 91 years old. She's such a good woman. I love her so much. We were uh, trying to do a house party thing where you house party everybody. It's like another Zoom thing. She was, she couldn't get it going. She was muting herself. She was like, kept turning herself around, you know, with the little switch. It was just, I was like, holy shit, man. And and my uncle can't go over there to help her really. So I, yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to, you know. Beverly D'Angelo is my guest this week. She is, uh, and by the way, before I say that, make sure, uh, if you will, I know you guys are listening, um, subscribe, write a review. Got to say it. Podcast, uh, the at 
the handles at Inside Podcast on um, I think Instagram and Facebook and at Instapod Inside of You Pod. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> sorry, Twitter. I've been doing a lot of Instagram lives. I hope you're enjoying that. Uh, look for me again and Patreons. I'll probably do another private YouTube live with you live. Um, but Beverly D'Angelo, she's been on the show before. She's such an eccentric lady and so uh, she's just full of life and so much experience. She has a story about everything. And she's one of those fiery ladies that could just hug you and then smack you if she needs to do it. She's tough. She's uh, she's lovely and brilliant. And it's an honor to have her on the podcast again. Uh, I know she's listening. Wasn't an easy edit. Ryan really had to work on this, Bev. <laughs> I love Beverly D'Angelo, and you will too. Again, but this is uh, this is this is a lot of fun. Um, let's get inside, Beverly D'Angelo. It's my point of view. Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. I took you out to dinner a couple weeks ago. Yes, you did. And you said, nobody asks me to go to dinner. Nobody does. Now, what does that well, mean? Well, that's a lie. I just went back there with Rufus. Um, Rufus no, Wainwright? Yeah, my dear, dear, He's a dear, very talented he's guy. You love genius. him? I love him. What's so great about him besides oh his music and his uh, brilliance? As a person, <laughs> kind of, because he is as open as a person and as responsive as a person as the songs that he sings uh, to represent that. He's the real deal. How many times have you seen him in concert? Five. Do you cry at his concert when he's singing? No. Hey, Ryan, could you grab me a, a bottle of that water? You have a water right there. Bro. But what, what about the Diet Coke? Oh, yeah, I don't have any Coke at all. I'm trying you to get know, away from I'm that. You know, I'm trying to. I, I'm even, I don't even eat artificial sweeteners anymore. It's the key to my everlasting beauty. It's, it's yeah. It's uncanny, Well, you've it? been, you know. It's uncanny how it, good I look. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. But it is. You do look great. You've been working on yourself, though. It's not like you can well, just do that and, and not work. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm into it. But also, you know, I experienced this incredible freedom because here's here are two keys. One is I spent 18 years getting up every morning at 6.30, basically, and either picking up my kids to school or making arrangements for it and kind of fitting a life in, in between the time, like if they were staying with their dad or something like that. And... um my life was really being of service. So you were a mom pretty free. I mean, you worked, but for 18 years, you mostly worked Priority. as a mom. Yeah. So that cuts out on a lot of stress. You know, it's a different kind of stress. When you're, when you're stressed from being of service to someone, when you're, when your priority is love, you know, yeah. it, but that's good, it doesn't that's age you as much. But that's purpose, purpose, too. purpose, purpose, purpose. But, but what happened is so, so now they're launched. And, what? and it's launched and it's a good launch. They're, they're stable. They're good kids. Were you worried that they weren't going to be stable? You know, movie star kids. Yeah. Well, I didn't educate them in Hollywood. I didn't infiltrate them with Hollywood. It was, what, always, did they go to private schools though? They went to private schools. Yes. But out of town, Northridge down in the Miracle Mile. But people knew but, who they were. You know, from a very young age, I explained to them that that there were people whose uh, goal in life was to let them know how well they knew their dad 
and that it was really important to understand the difference between people being attracted to fame and uh, getting to know you. And I'm a great bullshit detector, and I guided them in that, and they're good at it. Well, it's it's tough enough having, you know, like I had parents who weren't famous, you know, and there yeah. was still a lot of dysfunction. So, you know, how could there not be dysfunction? You know, it's Beverly D'Angelo, heartthrob, actress, uh, and Al Pacino. I, how does that not like? Well, I cut all that stuff out when I became a mom, though. I didn't, I never, I didn't live in my life as a famous person. How do I, you do that? Uh, I didn't work a lot. On purpose. Yeah, I, it was always uh, how long and and how close am I going to be here? Do you love work? I love inspiration. I love feeling inspired. I seek it. I I am an advocate of doing whatever it takes to find your inspiration point. I know what mine is. You know, mine is yearning. Mine is being in the yearning. You know, that's when the stuff comes out of me, the writing, the desire, was when I have a desire to express, you know, and uh, Hollywood never afforded me a lot of those opportunities, you know. And why is that? Do you think you just, it's, you're lucky it's kind of the roll of the dice. It's like, you know, what am I, what are they going to give me? I think a lot of it had to do with the vacation. Because when I did Coal Miner's Daughter, I, it was really an you acting. You nominated for Golden Globe, it right? Was really, yeah, it was really an acting thing. Patsy Cline. Black hair, voice, singing, you know, all that kind of stuff. But then I did Vacation, and it really, um, the way that I look, I don't look Italian. I don't look dark. I I look pretty much like the girl next door, kind of, or I think I was that MILF they invented that word. With. Right. You know, and I think <laughs> you that, are a that, milf. That, well, I like a grand milf or whatever it is now, but, but anyway, um, and I, and, and, and also, you know, that was like mid eighties. That was like, you know, the beginning of this concept of, uh, you know, franchises and stuff like that. And so I think that, 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 that person that rests so easily in the public's mind, you know, the public people turned into the people who ran the studios. They were all students and law students and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I don't know. I think that had something to do with it. I do know. I can always tell when somebody's a vacation fan. I can always tell by the way they react to things I say. If they're surprised or askance or whatever, I can I can just tell how they react. Did to you me. fight it for a long time? Were you like, hey, this is great. I have a lot of success. No, I. I'm that's where the lack of ambition comes in. That's where I just, I moved to Italy in 81, then I moved to Ireland in 84. I basically lived outside of Hollywood. Um, to get away from that? It wasn't to get away from it, but I certainly, you said, did I fight it? And I'm saying, not only did I not, I, I, no, the answer is no, I did not fight it. I moved. You moved. I left. But, but you still you know, were I, getting I, roles. Though. Well, still... I was, yeah, I was, great agents and all that kind of stuff. Because you were kind of a triple threat, right? Uh, I suppose all. so, but I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't pursue it, uh, Michael. Not not ardently. I'm gonna go back to that dinner we had two weeks ago. I'm gonna pump it up, Pache, because um, Che runs the joint, and I, and I love going there. I know they're and, so great. And maybe we'll get a. And actually, where we sat was good because I was worried about the acoustics there and sitting outside. Was perfect. I went back with Rufus and his husband Yorn to Pache, and we sat in the same place. So you said. No one ever asks me to dinner. Well, no, I don't get asked on a lot of like dates. Like on dates. I don't but get asked. ours wasn't a date. I've known you forever. I don't get asked on a lot of dates, but I'm not a dater. But, but, but how does someone not want to take Beverly D'Angelo on a date? <laughs> 
you don't put yourself out there enough. Just, just, just that, just that phrase disgusts me. What? Put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what am I supposed to say? You don't try hard enough, Beth. Well, but why? Why should I try? But how are men supposed to know you're available? How are they supposed to see you? This podcast. Guys, listen. I know I'm not an Instagrammer. But you're, no, you're but a, I'm not you're, looking. But I, you're a hopeless romantic. No, you no, want to no, be in. No, no, I, 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 someone has to find me. That's what I, I think know you're at this point. Well, I know, but have we ever tried anything like that? No. <laughs> I, um, no, I, I uh, someone has to find me. Well, you've had moments. You've had like, but yes, you told me about some. You call them dry spells where you're like, you know what? I'm busy. I'm doing my oh, thing. Oh, my vow of celibacy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a while. That was like four months. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> it was a while. It was a while. But then does a woman, I'm sure women think this because guys always think it. Does a woman ever think, and you're not like this. I know just from knowing you, you're not like this. You're not. I'm very atypical. But don't you feel like. I just want to kind of get effed. Um, I just want yes. to ask. Yeah, we call it, we say break me off. Break me just off. Just break me off, baby. I've never heard that. Just, it's more of a different racial. Break me off. Break me off. So you do think those things? Of course I do. So do you, do you ever have your friends try to hook you up? Like, find me someone that's cool, someone to hang out with, someone I can listen to Rebecca's to, someone I can just be myself. I can just yeah. start singing around the house like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, exactly. And does it happen every once in a while? They say, meet this guy, Richard. He's fantastic. I've had some. Richards. I've had some fix-ups. Setups yeah. never work, do they? No. Did you ever notice that? They yeah. never work. And it's always when a woman says, you have to meet my friend Lonnie. Run. Because they're never as pretty as the friend who sets them up with me. Well, I don't think it's about being pretty for me. I don't. I, you don't want I, pretty? No, I find that rather intimidating. Well, I'm not saying pretty. I'm saying being attracted to them. Oh, I need to be attracted, but yeah. I'm saying that my my triggers for 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 attraction don't necessarily lie with the uh, physical thing. What's I mean, the attraction? I'm... Intellect. Humor. Humor is that number one? If someone's smart, really, smart, smart's number one. Smart's number one. Smart, Humor, witty's smart next to and it. Fast. But you've you've gone out with you've had sex with people that aren't that smart or that witty, or that funny. That's not true. Have you ever gone out with someone who just wasn't funny? No. Really, yeah. I can name one person. Who? I won't say it. Say it. Initials. It um. It's a rhyme with. It huh? rhymes with. Who's not funny? Todd Pisher. Oh, that was Carrie. That was Carrie's idea. That wasn't even my idea. That's what I'm saying. People hook you up, and yeah, whatever. It didn't work out. Well, Carrie Fisher really hooked just, you up with this person. And we just, just wanted to be sisters in real life. Well, you are sisters. I know, but like we were, you know. But she hooked you up with this person, and that she, person was funny. Brother. He was funny. He was uh, funny. His dad was fine. See, so you said his name. It's okay he doesn't to care. Say. He put me in his book. He did. Yeah. What did he say about you? He said that uh, all this stuff, and he said things like, you know, as my sister said, how could I be born again Christian if I was dating Beverly D'Angelo? But um, that's kind of a stab. Uh, well, to Godites, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> not looking for them. But anyway, um, no. But he said that that the wonderful thing was that I I made him aware of what he really wanted. I think I am a transitional, but even then, he got married. So. 
That's what I don't want. Now I, she's saying you're the woman who. That's a, what I don't want. I'm a good transitional. But person. I, you I know am what? too. Men look at me for transitions. Like I've held the hands of dying people. I've transitioned a person into parenthood. I've transitioned uh, uh, people into uh, so many men that I've been with have found their perfect person after me. But if you think about it, everybody's like that. So if they find one person, everything before then was searching for the right one. Yeah, but why am I always the person that's right before the right one? Why am always the guy that uh, I? Why am I the guy who they're always like, uh, so and so? We got to fire that guy. Uh, you know what? We only have two days. Let's hire Rosenbaum. He's a good. He'll 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 be in well, there. He'll be able to no, do all right. I, but I think I'm never it's the first because, But I'm I'm on I'm always on this track of like if nothing else, it's, it's a profound friendship because the men that I like are people that I want to know. Right. They're people that I like. I actually like them. Who's the last person you liked? <laughs> That you said, I, I like this guy. I want. I'm enjoying him. Uh, I'm sleeping with him. This is fun. He's funny. He's someone I didn't sleep with. Someone. You, oh, do I know this person? No, I don't. No. Do I know of this person? No. Was it years ago? Yeah. And so you never slept with him, but you had sort of a uh, emotional thing. Mm-hmm. You kind of talked. You. Yeah. That was it. But never had sex. Not really. Okay. So. Hmm. <laughs> Look, I know. We're dancing around. I just find it. I, I find it tough because I think you're so talented and so pretty inside out. And that, so smart. You know so, what a friend I of mine. Wait, wait a minute. I got to tell you something. I was in. See, I, again, I'm all about the yearning. In fact, I sought someone out because I knew he would inspire me to do something that I really needed to be doing. Anyway, I got like basically a book out of this guy and these and songs and stuff. You're writing a book and, and your and, songs. And right, a right. book of erotica. But anyway, and, and, and I, 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 you know, because I can't tell anybody about it. I'm too embarrassed. But I did say to this one guy friend of right. in New York, a younger man, mm-hmm. the 36-year-old, I told you about him. But anyway, um, I said, you know, I have this fantasy that I'll, is that you or me? I think that was probably you. I'm I not, have this I'm, I'm fantasy. I have this fantasy that I'll. Uh oh, did I not bring my phone? After looking, you have your phone in there. I don't, and I, I was late getting here because I needed to find my phone. That's wow. not. A, anyway, <laughs> but you upset so, a giant iPad. But I said iPad. to my to my friend, I said I have this fantasy that I'll send him like the first section of my book, and and he'll and he'll fall in love with me and. And and he said, uh, he said, um, a man will never do that. He said, a man will never go, mm, I'm not really into her, but wow, that book she's writing, fuck <laughs> it, now I'm there. He said, men don't do that. They they don't do that. They don't care if you're a talented or creative or madly ingenious. They, unless. Unless what? You trying to turn that off? I got to find my phone. I just want to see if All it's right, hang here. On, let's take it. I hear Wait, it. I hear it. It is in your purse. Where is it? Where the fuck is Below it? Below you? This is bizarre. Oh! Oh my god, you <laughs> jackass. Okay. All right, turn All it right. off. I, I'm trying to. Inside of You is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor Meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. 
And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. It's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle. And I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Okay, it's it's off. Um. Anyway, yeah, and he said it doesn't matter. And, and 
You know, it's true. And I, I mean, my life has always been about the creative. I'm not kidding. And I know it doesn't look like that in a career or anything. What? And, all, and all the things I've walked away, well, recording career, everything I've walked away from, but it's the truth. I, I always, I have a go-to. It's like my neural pathway is if you feel something and it doesn't get an immediate response from somebody, then you got to write it out. You got to sing it out. You got to dance it out. You got to work it out. I mean, yeah. I'm a big subliminal person. And so that doesn't allow me to interact in a way like traditional women interact with men. But when you say the thing about the book, men aren't going to like it, care about a girl. They don't care. It's not going to make them love you. How about a man isn't in this industry who who just, there's men who just like want to date, like their woman's brilliance is, is an attraction. And on top of it, I maybe initially sure. How about all the girls? How about how many women you see with these guys? And they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, he's brilliant. He's, uh, you know, he, he wrote something. He does. He's not an actor. He's, I, I don't know if I agree with you. I don't think there's, I think they're intimidated by it. That's what happens. They're all intimidated. They're all intimidated. When a woman I've, does I too much. I have met a man who wasn't intimidated. I've been intimidated by women. Would you be intimidated by a woman if you went over to her house and she just started kissing you in mid-sentence and like came on your leg? Would you find came that- Came on my leg. Would you find that intimidating, a bit overwhelming? No, I don't think so. If I really? liked her, why would I fight? Wait, you're saying if I go went over a woman's house and- If she's aggressive like that. Well, it depends. Find that I can understand why a, an aggressive woman, it depends if, what, when, what we're talking about here. Because if it's the first time we're kind of hooking up and yeah. she gets a little aggressive- Yeah, it's intimidating. It, it might be a little bit like, whoa, wow, that's yeah, a little- That's a little bit- Here's what I suggest. I'm single, so yeah. my suggestions can just nothing. fuck them off. Like mine. Fuck them right we off. We should just sit here and do it. A, a not self-help uh, column. Yeah, but, because yeah. to me, I think I, I got to It's like eat. the blind leading the blind. It is, but yeah. fuck it. Yeah. To me, it's like, you know, you kind of want to ease into it. I dated a woman. Yeah. And at first it was sexy and subtle and all these things. And then, whoa, look out, tiger. It was like, whoa. And then it- What by, do you mean it was sexy then, and subtle? Well, I was comfortable. Walk me through the sexy and subtle part. Well, you know, you, you you hang out, you yeah. kiss, you flirt. It's easing your way into it. Date two, Nobody's whatever. Fucking. You know, you're just kind of grooving and it's getting excited. Groove, man. Oh, I love this song. You're, oh, you're driving to dinner. You're playing. Yeah, let me text you the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Oh, great. Nice. It was great. You want to come in? Yeah. You know what? I can come in for 10 minutes, but I'm serious. It's going to be 10 minutes. What, all I'm saying is. Yeah, and then what? And, and then all, I think for me. Yeah. It all depends. But if I have, if I if I'm with a woman yeah. and we ease into it and it's nice and sexy and everything's yeah. going right, then I, I, in a way it gives me confidence and like, I'm comfortable in this. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I'm attacked, I've had attacked where, oh my God, I think he just bit through my lip yeah. or it's like crazy. And I'm like, whoa, is that all she's into? Fuck. Maybe in my mind, that's what she's into. And I don't, I'm not a fucking yeah, porn that's star. It. Yeah. Maybe I, you know, I can't fuck. Like she probably thinks I might be able to fuck. That's never going to exactly. happen. Exactly. When all I should worry about, just worry about the first fuck. Yeah. Do you remember I was talking about that? What was the first? Do you, do you first remember? I t- you, you were worried some with some guy you were dating a long time ago. Yeah. You were worried that, I don't know, I don't love my body like I should. And yeah. if he sees me naked, yeah. what if he doesn't come back for a second time? And fuck, I go, yeah. let's get past the, the first, first fuck. fuck. Yeah. Not the second yeah. fuck. Yeah. 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 I wrote it down because I thought it was so funny. The first because fuck. Because you were worried about the second fuck when you haven't even fucked the guy. 
Well, yes, that's the one to worry about. First fuck's easy. No, the first... In fact, I really think... In fact, this was used on me by one of the absolute great loves of my life. Al? I'm not going to tell you the story right, if you're going to try to turn it into a personality thing. All right. No, I, let me just say this. That, that in my lifetime, I did experience someone saying, A, we're not going to do this until we cannot help it. Ooh. Which is so hot. Okay, so you just answered your own and question. B, and B, right. and B, uh, okay, but you have to promise me that we'll do this again right after. And I mean, those are the two hottest lines you can say to anybody. Wait, okay, here's what intimidates me about that. What? Line one was great. Yeah. The first line was great. Yeah. But at 47 years old, if someone says, hey, we're going to do this again right now. I'm like, oh, no, right fuck. now. Oh, good, good, good. Because, you know. No, this the guy has to say it. Yeah, the guy says it. He's like, well, he's, he must be really into you if he wants to go a second time. Right? Yeah. Well, because what you're going to explain is I mean, that, that night. just, how old are you? 47. It just depends. Sometimes. Can, can you can you do it twice in a I, I can. Here's the thing. If I'm really into someone, I can. But if also I'm really into someone, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean I don't like the, pr it's just the pheromones. It's whatever it is, the chemistry yeah. that I could just keep going after that. Yeah. But that one, I, it's not, I'm not comparing. Yeah. What is Isn't that? Isn't it interesting? Yeah. I, I don't this know. This is like I sex mean, therapy for yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, but this is what I'm into these days. What is it? What I'm into these days is actually, and it's been for a while now, I'd say like for about at least a year. Right. I've been very fascinated by the entanglement of, of, sex, sexual feelings and, and the emotional field. And this is because I came of age sexually in the era of free love. I was out here at 17 and boom, you're fucking everything, everything because I, and I had a boyfriend too, but because it was free love. And so I, I didn't, I didn't go through that. Oh, I'm a bad girl. Oh, I, I'm going to be coy or I'm, I'm going to learn how to seduce. It was just like you're just free, free, free as a bird. And, and I really remained free until I became until just before I became a mom, really. I mean, it was just my mindset. But and in, in, in most ways, although I feel deeply passionately, you know, I kind of go from like fixation to fixation to fixation to fixation. But anyway, my sexuality was totally enmeshed with my emotional life. It was like if, you're, if your deepest emotional truths are here and your sexuality is here, the more you keep hitting that and getting into it, you know, it's going to get down in there and then it's going to get all entangled with your emotions and i'm very interested not in the disentanglement but the awareness of it i you know i had this podcast and typical me another podcast another thing i've never brought to fruition but i interviewed a bunch of people including this woman who was the hereditary heir of tantric knowledge tantric knowledge which is sexual right and i found her fascinating i found the way that she became that person fascinating but also the whole idea of tantric sex and that actually, you know, part part of that is the belief that 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 sex is a path of enlightenment. That if you do it right, you're like, you know, you get like a thing. And I I'm fascinated <laughs> by, Hang on. I by love that. What? Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, but at the same time, if you don't think that it's intimidating attacking someone, imagine how far this rap goes. Talk to me about tantric for a second, because Ryan, you probably don't know anything about it. No. That's why I'm asking. 
And I don't. Well, okay. <laughs> so I'd then, like then, you then, to... Okay, I, I can't give you the whole lecture, but, but let, give me, in, let in me give you some nutshell. tips. Let me give you some tips. 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 Okay, no, let me give you some tips. You don't moan and stuff like that, like that. Let, let me give you Fine. some tips. give me some tips. Here's just some, the tips. Just practical. You know, what you're going to do is, you know how like men and women alike, we kind of have this goal-oriented mentality of like, you start the here and then you can race to the finish line. So yeah. it's like all about building, building, building. It has a lot to do with watching porn. Don't watch porn. Stop watching porn. I rarely porn. do. But, you know, it's like we have this mentality as you start here and then you, you know, you, you kind of ease in and then you start pumping harder and harder and harder and then boom, you come. Right. right? Nope. Okay. No. So tell me how to fuck, Bev. Please tell me how to have sex with a woman. Here's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, there are lots a lot of people of are laughing, but everyone right now who's listening is really listening well, to you this know, here's because the they want to know some things to, why not improve your sex life? Why not improve the way things, because yeah, we, men, we rush it. We're like, oh my God, this is, a, you know. See, I'm guilty of that. I can speed right, to, I can come right now. I mean, not literally, but you know what I mean? On this podcast. You know. If you yeah. wanted to, it probably No, no, could. no, I won't, but here, here's what I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, tips for a good sex life. Okay. You must understand that men and and I'm just speaking to heteros out there. Okay. Okay. I could you know I have that bi thing, but I'm just speaking to heteros because yeah, that bi thing because you were because you're a man. So let's just oh, keep I thought it you, confined. You were bi. Okay. So let's just keep it to the men women thing. Okay. Um, okay. You must acknowledge that men and women not only are different, but but we think differently, and and it's even been proven scientifically the synapses are different between the you know in the in the Cerebral cortex. Cerebral you don't cortex. have to convince me. I know that, okay. that we think differently. Yeah. Well, women. number one, embrace that. Number one, embrace that. Number one, embrace the fact that when you speak to a woman, you're speaking to someone whose very brain is uh, organized to listen and to perceive what you want and to pick up verbal cues and emotional cues. And, and women are, are highly able to tune into emotional needs. So when you've got a man who can speak I- emotionally and, and, and reveal emotional needs, then you've got a woman's attention. How do you do that? Give me an example. Like if I'm, let's say we're, we're together, I'm yeah. saying things to you like, well, do you want want me to tell you how to get laid? No, or how to... no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying because oh, I can tell you I'm, things I'm to say to, to get laid. Like right now, my mind went to I'm with a woman. Let's imagine what she's thinking and what she wants. Well, number one, you listen. You know, so for example, if you're going out, you know, I mean, I can get hyper detailed. I'm just saying that you go out to dinner, right? <clears throat> you what, listen. <laughs> what does she? What does she order? Does she order soup? Does she order something crunchy? Soft means that. Be easy with me. Soft means that she's got some sadness in there. Crunchy means anger. So if she goes for the calamari, depending oh, on how it's chewy. cooked. Depending that's kind on of how mid, it's cooked. Midway. Well, that's adventurous. I'd say calamari is adventurous. Right. I'm up for. Okay. So you can read a woman more or read a guy by what they're ordering. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's for a man to, if a man cares about a woman, he's, he should really try to listen to her 
and respond honestly. And then you might not even want to fuck her. You know what I mean? But if you've got a woman who's like, if you listen to her, it'll, it'll, it'll cancel out just that lust that you have for her. If you really listen. So once you're in the ballpark and you've, you've, you've heard what a woman, you've, you've listened to her and you like her, then I think what you want to do is, um, respond in some way, let her know that you're listening to her because the reason I'm bringing this up is because well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that's the foreplay. That's where foreplay starts. Foreplay is really Fore- listening. Foreplay for a woman starts with conversation. Well, yeah. Foreplay for a man starts with what she's wearing. Right. You know, like you, you kind of start your foreplay thing in your mind. You when, are right. You, you are know? right. And by the way, if it's just about in, in general, what you're saying is, you know, spend some time just talking and listening and getting that's that's a big part of it. Instead of just going well, right and forward. Also, Even if you're already saver. having sex it's, with this it's person. It's a time saver. It's just Well, we haven't gotten to how you have sex. Well, I'm okay. Because, because if, if that what I'm saying is boys, remember <laughs> that foreplay starts in conversation. Listening. And also it'll save you a bunch of time because if you really listen to someone, you might go, you know what? I don't care Wasting how much I want to fuck her. This is a, the trail of tears here. And the same thing for a guy. And the same thing for a how guy. How many times have you, I want to fuck this guy. And then they start talking and talking. And you're like, no. Yeah. That's happened. Oh yeah. This has happened with any big movie stars. Michael, shut up. Sorry. I went there. Okay. Um, I'm just curious, like the biggest, hunkiest, coolest, sexiest, most talented fuckers. And you're like, they're still they talking talk to you. you out of it. They talk you out of it. Talked me out of it. And then they try and you're like, no. I try to avoid even saying the word no in my life. I try to avoid it. Well, what do you say? Uh-uh. It changes subject. <laughs> what do you do? Distract. But let's get down to it. So okay. now you've you've listened and you've gone, you know what? I'm aligning here. I'm aligning here with this person that I'm listening to. So anyway, it, 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 just cutting to the chase I and getting to the tantric part, you know what tantric sex is about is that you sit... And you, you, you don't do anything. You just look at each other. Whoa. Just sit there How and long? face each other. You know, f- put your hand on her heart or her body or something, and you just don't do anything. Okay, you don't want to do this in the first time you have sex with someone, right? Well, I'm, Excuse me for a second. Let me just... Either, but that's why I'm saying that this thing about the first fuck, you do have to get it out of the way. Because that's something... That's your whole point to this. Get it out of the way. That's why I was a little aggressive, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Because that, they can get it all, get it out of the way. and then we can get into a So yeah. you're also thinking. I'm kind of like a guy. That's exactly what I was going to say. You, you that's think my problem. you know what he wants. You think the guy goes, I'm going to be aggressive, and I'm going to give him yeah. what he wants, I'm going to fuck him. Yeah. But I'm it's, telling it's, you, it's not. I don't know a lot of guys. I no. don't know. If but maybe I just don't think that that, uh, maybe there's a happy medium. Maybe uh, is there, hey, you're not going to have sex with me. If you want to be aggressive, you say you're not going to have sex. But yeah, but then, you then go, that would mean that a guy would have to say, Bev, Bev, I, I don't need that from you. Bev, I don't need. Have I you need, had guys say that? I don't need that from you. They don't need sex? Have they said that to you? I think I've heard everything. Have guys turned down sex for you, from you? Yeah. Like you said, I'm willing. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Really? 
I find that hard to believe. It it's happened. It happened. Well, maybe was it? Were you aggressive with them? Yes. So maybe that maybe that whole thing is there's good reasoning on your side. Yeah, but what they didn't do was go whoa 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 whoa. I'm going to be in charge here. So if you if they would have said maybe they weren't man enough to do that. That's right. They could have just I said flushed them out. Watch. They could have been hey Bev Bev Bev. Whoa whoa, whoa, stop, whoa, whoa. stop stop it stop for a second. Listen to stop me. Stop it. Yeah. You're fucking hot. I I want to jump your bones. I just we got to take it slow. Uh, this is kind of like, I don't know. It's just not, 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 whatever. You'd be cool with that as long as he said, hey, take it slow. Well, I think for, <laughs> I hey, think hey, for whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, Beth. <laughs> I think for me, um, it has to be a fearless man who, who, who loves to, uh, who, who would in charge. love, who would love to try to be in charge of this. So how about this? Let me pretend I'm another. I'm like a let me pretend I'm another guy. Little, 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 right, little, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> you're doing a whole show. Yeah, I'm doing a whole hey, show. Hey, hey, you don't need to do that shit. Yeah, now you're talking, baby. That's the guy. Hang on. That's the this guy. This is the guy. I channeled him. Hey, yeah. Bev. You don't need to do that shit. Okay. And then I start crying. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get over here. So it's still sexy. He's like, come yeah, here. So, yeah, come here. Just calm down. Calm down. And then you're like, whoa. And then I'm like, I'm calm. Don Henley. No. Why does everybody talk about Don Henley? Do, do they? <laughs> well, you had sex with Don Henley. I didn't have sex with Don 40 Henley. 40 years ago. I didn't have Did sex with Don. I'm not. You know, if you really think. I that, thought you said it on my last podcast. That's why I, I said it. Did you not? No. Okay, Carrie did. Carrie did. She dated him for a while. That's how we became best friends. That's right. Yeah. I know that whole story. And if you haven't heard it, you can listen to the other podcast. And you know what? Don't. <laughs> you know, I'm done with that. I got to keep my things straight now. I've you, been... Listen, you know, you talk, you, you are self-deprecating. I think that's. I, how am I self-deprecating? Well. I hate that about myself. <laughs> well, you know. Get it. You... The editor got it. <laughs> I got it. I was now. I lost my thought. That's you said. I was self-deprecating. No, I think. I, look, we all are, and I think that's a defense mechanism. It's like you do have all these great things, but I, you, I think you always are like, oh, I'm not acting enough. I'm not doing this enough. I don't. Have, I'm in a relationship. I think we all do that where we're just like so hard on ourselves. And I think I need to meet a musician. A musician. A good musician. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synalytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synalytic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried Qualiacinolytic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. 
Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells, much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant. Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualia Senolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15 and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro. And Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. How old? You said you went out with a 36-year-old. Kind of, yeah. Okay, was that fun? Yeah. Would you date another 36-year-old? Or do you want to have a real serious relationship with someone? Someone you can grow old with? I, someone... uh, no, <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I even thought that probably the best person for me would either be 
someone who's married so I don't have to deal with any of that or even unable in some way. Disabled? Unable. Uh, unable. I'd unable say. what? Unable to do what? Unable to be in a relationship. De- devoured by me. Because oh. when I'm in the yearning, when I'm in the desire, that's when all my stuff comes out and I become brilliant. And I have to finish my show. I have to get that thing performed. You know, I've been working on that for a long time. Do you think, how passionate, by the way, are you about your career now? Because, I mean, you you just finished oh, I'm totally, Insatiable, I'm totally, right? I'm totally passionate about it, yeah. Like that's I'm, what I'm, you... I'm doing it. I'm making, I'm mounting this show that's unbelievable with video and, 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 and soundtrack. I've just, when is this going to happen? Well, that's the thing. I just, I either got to get somebody to break my heart so I can finish it or for more material. Yeah. But also this is the thing. What I find myself doing is I'm, I'm, I'm looking to be in that stage of need and, and I find that I'm attracted to, uh, 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 you know, things that will put me in that state of need because it seems to be the only way that I can create something is if I want something or somebody that doesn't want me. Do you want to stop the cycle? No, that's my point. I so gotta you keep are finding attracted those... to I people fucking them. you over. Is that what you're telling it, me? It gets me going. So you're not really sad that those things don't no, work out. It just I'm helps happy. you. So this is all just a... Come on. I'm not kidding. Do you think every great thing came from you, your heartbreak, or somehow you hitting your bottom? Yearning, not yearning. even heartbreak, yearning, yearning. desire. But, but, but wait. Desire, desire, do desire. Want, do you want Not be- sexual desire, just desire. 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 That's what gets me, to be in that state of desire. So you really don't need someone. You really deep down I don't do, want- I do, I do. I need a guy who made me feel the desire. To make you feel the desire so you could use him <laughs> for when he dumps you. How could he really dump you if you want him to dump you? Because I pick someone who will never get there in the first place. I think deep down you're full of shit. I think deep down there's something that you really do want, something meaningful and long. No, I because don't. you have been hurt. You have been hurt. But also you have had great sex. You've had a great life. You've had all these great things. So maybe you just want to focus on your career. I don't know. You tell me. Well, that was awfully demanding, Michael. God, well, I... you said you liked it. <laughs> You're being in charge of me. I'm being in charge. You're being in charge. Ooh. Yes, I want to... <laughs> Yes, I want to keep doing what I'm doing with my eyes on the prize of full expression of 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 what it's meant to be alive on my path. It's good stuff that I must share, that I want to share. Where are you your happiest, honestly? Uh, when do you feel I'm happy at this moment? When I'm in that state of desire. Does work give you that the feeling? Acting? Uh, the, the working on my show does, Working yes. on your show, but like working in Insatiable? That didn't give you any kind oh. of... The first episode it did because I thought I was on to something, but then it kind of mutated into something else. Well, then you come crazy and kidnap people and kidnap the guy. and I didn't mind that. I I, I just felt that I had lost my uh, kinship with the, uh, the writer or the showrunner. I felt like I had lost her. Like she didn't want to talk to you anymore? I, like she wasn't interested in me, yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah. I got just, it, got it. Do, do that. I felt like that, but that happens. Sure. You're passionate that about happened. something and then all of a sudden you kind that, of... that, that, but but it's also you know, it can happen for a million you've been on series before. It can happen for a million reasons. And uh uh and by the way, that's not in 
any way a put down no. at all. Huh. Not in any way. I just, uh, well, it got, it didn't get picked up. So insatiable didn't get picked up. No, I thought, not that I know I, of. I thought it did two seasons, two seasons, but I haven't heard about the third one. I should say it hasn't been picked up yet. My friend but Sarah like, Colonna works on that. You don't know her. You never worked with her, but she I said you're great. I love her. She thinks you're great. I yeah. think she's great. I texted her. I said, do you have any goods on my girl Bev here? Oh, what'd she say? She said she's fantastic. She's, um, you mean to read Tell it? Her I said, hi, let's call her. Let's call her. I love her. Sarah, what are you going to say? I'm going to say, hey, let's she'll call be, she'll, It'll be odd. She did a few apps. She plays a pageant coach, but the show is dark and, cra- and she's crazy in it. She kidnaps the main character. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and she's a- super fun in it. No, super fun in it. Well, just tell her you're sitting with me and I love her in it. And, and I'd love to meet her sometime for real. I met her once in the makeup dress. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Um, I mean, obviously you're, are you close with your kids? The kids, Anton Very close and- with my kids and extremely close with Al. We're, we're a wonderful family. And this family. is a rare thing because there's a lot of time in your life when you and Al weren't close. And now- yeah. You kind of like get along with his the, the girl he's with. Wonderful. Uh, he broke up with her, but yeah, it's it's all. No, we have a spectacular friendship. In fact, I take him uh, more of my. I, I I tell him everything. Does he live in town? Yeah, yeah. I tell him everything. I don't know if he tells me everything, but you know. Does he call you? Yeah, we talk all the time. Yes, but that's that that's different. Than the last couple of years, right? No, 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 no. Not this has been going on for a few years. But before that, it was no talk, right? No, it was always talk, but you know, we kind of went from Kids like and- loving each other, becoming parents, hating each other, becoming friends, and then best friends. And now you're back into best friends. Does yeah. he call you like little things like, you know, Bev, I don't know, this, this girl? Does he start talking to you about girls? You know, I got to tell you something. You know, I've known Al 24 years, and if you've noticed, I'm, I'm maybe the only person who's never discussed my relationship with him, and I won't now. It's really private. Really? I've told you a lot. You have. Now. But I like that you're, my point is, I like that you're, you guys get along me so too. well. Me too. It's just a does. rarity. I don't think it's a rarity, but it's also me. I've got that wiring. I am designed to, to have long-term relationships. I always view, even intimate relationships, I always view them as like, there are two tracks. There's like, you can have a profound friendship because of the intimacy that you've incurred and wanting to share these feelings and and or you can have and, and there's the sexual track but but my feeling is that if the sexual track interferes with that profound friendship it's kind of a waste of time who are your the professional friends in life that you've worked with that you've remained close close friends name one chevy. everybody chevy che- is chevy probably your closest in terms of uh longest longest well, I like that. I think that you're a, you're a likable person. You've always been likable. And you know, and I like to be likable. Well, I, you are. You're likable. I, 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 think I you're, like to harmonious atmosphere. Hey, you, you always talk about, you remember Carrie used to have all these big parties at her house, yeah. these gatherings, even if it was 10 of us or yeah. whatever. It was just fun. It felt like any, you know, it's a yeah. cheers. Right. Everybody. You I only just in. stopped entertaining well, people that's what I was in saying, bed. Yeah. Because you would have some of these things and you started to get it going. And I think that you should. Do it more often. Now that you have to do it all the time. I know. But we need to get some of the game I back did, together. I did. Al and I did all the holiday parties together. That was good. But it was just you guys, right? It was you and the kids and him. Well, it expanded. I know. Don't get mad at me. Don't, don't, don't. What? You didn't invite me? I think I did. You did say you didn't. You I did didn't, invite you. You did. I couldn't make it because I was that's having right. my own thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're having everything. But I, the next time I talk to you, I want to be talking about you about to go do your one woman show. Well, you listen, help me. But I don't want, listen, I don't want you to, you don't need to rush. You're not, it doesn't have to be done tomorrow. But I'm so afraid I'll run out of juice 
you know, no, you're not going to run out of juice. It's all there. It's in your head. I've heard your head. <laughs> I've heard the noise. I I've would heard go, the... It would go a lot faster. Probably. You, you need a director. You know what? Well, I've had two directors, but actually what I'm doing now is, um, you know, I kind of re, I was a member of the actor's studio in New York and now I'm doing classes here. You're taking acting classes. I'm, 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 I'm in the acting class. I'm, you know, watching, um, I'm, I haven't put a scene up, but I'm also going to take the director's classes. Really? Yeah. What made you want to do that? Well, it was Al's idea that I find a place to just stay engaged while my musical guy is gone. And also because he knows what I'm going through of like, I I got to get it going. I got to get it. I don't know what I need. Do I need to get my heart broken by this guy? Do I need to work out for two hours until my muscles hurt? I mean, like, what do I need to do to access the muse? I need the muse. I need the muse every day. Yeah. And, you know, I do things to access the muse. But my strongest one is find that unavailable person and yearn. And and an energy comes out of it. I'm not kidding. I know I'm fucked up, but this is life. And I will tell you one thing. That originally, you know, songs that were written were written in the church. And they were written as aspirations to God. And romantic songs or lays came about when there was a shift. And the singers stopped singing about, I love you, God. And I, you know, come to me, bring, bring, show me your light and started singing that to a woman. I love you. Bring me you. You know, that's the shift that happened. I'm learning a lot. In the 1400s. Are you learning? And so I even think at times like, okay, these, these desires, these, these yearnings, maybe it's just, I want the higher thing. Maybe I just want to connect to the universe. If I could just get a direct shot from the universe into my creative spirit, I would be happy. But I seem to always have to go through a man. <laughs> do you, a man, you go through a man. Do you think, do you see a therapist? No. You don't go to therapy at all? Not now, no. Do you think you need therapy? No. Why is that? I did altered state therapy. That's the kind of therapy I like. Altered state? Yeah. And with, is that with drugs at all? Ketamine. Ketamine. Mm-hmm. I did ketamine for yeah. pain. I, I it didn't help It me. doesn't work for pain. It didn't. Well, they said it would. It works for PTSD. So you had a lot of PTSD. I didn't have a lot of PTSD. I had I had four specific things I was going after, and I and I worked with the. You knew exactly what they were. I spoke with him a few times to kind of nail down it. I I I went after it. I mean, the way that I did it was not in a clinic. It was uh, it was privately. And it was it was immensely helpful. And when I say to you, you know, oh, I you know, I I need to have a man. I, I I'm I'm not saying that to you as a self-deprecating thing. I'm saying that as a woman who understands her machinery. I'm saying that as a woman who understands her creative machinery. I became an actress because Milos Forman said, "Angelichku, you have to decide if you will be a good girlfriend or a good actress." And I thought. What does he need more? He needs someone to star in his movie. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to be a singer, and I was uh, singing jazz and kind of writing these plaintive little songs in Canada. And Ronnie Hawkins, his band had just left him and gone on the road as the with Dylan as the Hawks or whatever, and he said, you know, stick with me and I'll have you parting through silk. So I learned all these rockabilly tunes. It's always been in service of some man, and I always get out of it. <laughs> carrying the pearls, but it just, that's, that's my machinery and I'm kind of into it. Although I have of late thought, is it really, am I just trying to get to that universal 
that universal consciousness where all of our hopes and desires and, 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 and creativity lies to but, make some art. But here's what I think. I know and that I'm my so, mom, I sound like I'm foolish. No, I think some people will think you're probably a little crazy. And some people will think you're genius. What's so crazy well, about what I on, just well, let said? Me, let me, I'm so, no, tell me. Crazy I and genius, there's a thin line. I think what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Some people will think, oh, whatever. But why do I want to deal with those people? Exactly. That's my point. But what? That was mine. <laughs> what I'm thinking is this. I know where mine, my mind goes in millions of places. And I could feel like all, I'm all over the place, which I, you probably feel in a lot of ways too. Well, you're open. Right. But then I sort of feel like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm this and I'm thinking of this and I'm thinking of this. And how do I calm my mind down? Well, there is that one thing. I think it was Einstein. But that's why I go to therapy, just because I like to channel all this shit for an hour and a half and then go, I feel good. It's off my chest. I do it in a different way. I write songs. I work on my show. You use it. I use it. To your advantage. Yeah, I use it. See? And I mean, it's, it's getting frustrating because all the work that I've been doing since last May... I don't have something to show for it. So it does sound crazy when I say I'm using it. It sounds crazy. If I was just in a normal life and I wasn't, and I didn't have any creative outlets, I go, yeah, maybe I should do therapy, but that's not where I'm at. But I think, you know, I'm not at that. I'm not into that. By the way, if you say you're crazy because in a year or whatever, you haven't figured out a one woman show, that's the genius that you've been thinking for your, your, for how many years it takes time you know what Rufus said? He said I should just book the gig and then I'll have to do it. You know what somebody else just told me? What? They said, Don't book the gig. People always wait. Here's what he said. This is actually, you know who this was? This is Billy Boyd from Lord of the Rings. He was on, on the last podcast or podcast a few weeks ago. And he says, this made a lot of sense. People are always, you know, the accent. And he's like, I won't do the accent. But he said, people are always wanting to perfect something. To rehearse it so much. Right, and right, then right. before, because they don't want people to think or show it to them when it's that's not right. finished. And he goes, that's just part of it. But Go out I know, there. But, and- but here's the thing. That is my second phase. My second phase is in April when Kurt comes back from the road with Dweezil. And we are going to put it on its feet. There you go. Last question. Yeah. Has Al, did you ever ask Al? I know. Fuck. About the poster? No, nothing sexual, nothing. I said poster. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to get him. Yeah, no, he'll do that. You said he'd do that. No, I'm going to ask you about this. Did you ever ask him to run lines or did he ever ask you to run lines? I just think that'd be funny watching you guys run lines together. I'm not going to indulge in this kind of psychophantic fan based line of questioning. It's really demeaning and you you shouldn't do that. It's wait, it's demeaning. It's demeaning yourself when someone posits <laughs> a fan like thing. That means they put someone above them. I and don't. If you, if you put someone above you, you're putting someone if below. If I was dating Nicole Kidman and someone goes, did she ever run lines with you? I go, yeah, she did. I'd say none of your business. <laughs> Fuck you, Beverly D'Angelo. Will you go out to dinner with me again soon? Yeah. Bev, this is called Shit Talking with Rosenbaum. Quick Ready. questions. Answer quickly. Benjamin J. The Sentinel is one of the nuttiest horror movies ever made with lots of great actors making brief appearances. Do you have any stories from working on this movie and being directed by Michael Winner? I have a great story, and here's what it is. I'll make it brief. Let's do it. I'm in uh, New York. I came to New York from Canada with a Broadway show. It opened, it closed. 
lots of casting directors dug me. It was a musical version of Hamlet. I get called in to meet with Michael Winner, who was doing his next film after Death Wish. I go into the meeting. He says to me, he talks to me for a few minutes, and he says, I want you to take this script home and read for the read the role of Sandra because I'm offering it to you. I'd never been in the movies. I wasn't in Screen Actors Guild. I go home. I read it. I call up the casting director and say, I need to come back down and meet Michael Winner. She said, that's very uh, unusual. You need your agent to arrange that. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't have an agent, but I need to talk to me. He offered me the role. She goes, what? She comes back on the phone two minutes later and says, Michael, we'll see you. I go down there and I said, okay, Michael, look, I'm a singer. I'm not an actress, but if I wanted to be an actress, do you think I really want to do this movie? And he goes, my dear, I've done Death Wish. I've worked with Marlon Brand. Of course you want to do this movie. Starring Ava Gardner, Burgess Meredith, all the greats. And I said, but look, 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 on page 60, I'm eating the brains out of a guy's head and, and I'm a zombie or something. He said, but my dear, you'll be eating the brains out of Chris Sarandon's head and he's just been nominated for a, a dog, an Oscar for Dog Day Afternoon. And I said, well, okay, but look at this, look at this, look at this. Page, uh, page sixty, or you know, whatever page it was. I, I'm, I'm, I've got a, I've got a masturbation scene, and and, and I'm part of a lesbian couple, and he got a, a mute part of a lesbian couple, and he's, but my dear, your lesbian lover will be played by Sylvia Miles, and she's been nominated twice. <laughs> so I thought, okay. So you did it. Yeah. All right, Andrew C. Any great memories working on Annie Hall back in '77? I, uh, again, same thing, Broadway show closed. I had done The Sentinel at this point. I still didn't have a Screen Actors Guild card. Casting director called me in to meet Woody Allen. I had just happened to have a dream about him the night before. I took in my my diary. I said, look, I just dreamt that you were in my backyard in the snow playing the tuba. And he said, uh, I'm working on a film. Can you come and be in it tomorrow? I said, yeah. And that's how I ended up in Annie Hall. Raj, any interesting stories from working on The Simpsons? Oh, well, Dave Merkins, speaking of long time, Dave Dave Merkins, one of my true friends to this day, and it was always fabulous. And I wrote, finally bagged me a Homer for that show and have the publishing. And it's made me very, very happy. Janelle S. Christmas vacation, very special place in so many hearts. What are your favorite memories or just a memory from the set that you remember that you're like, ah, I remember that. Or just in general. I remembered that they were so rushed when we were getting this group shot that I said to Chevy, I'm going to put my hand on your crotch. And I bet they, I bet the director won't catch it. And it was true. And there's there's a shot in there because we only had one take. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah it was like, he goes, freeze. And, and that's then, the one they used. It is because it was the only one. We had to get it. And I said, that, that director's never going to notice what I'm doing because he never did. Lisa, which version of the Griswold kids do you feel most embodied the spirit of the Griswolds? I'm very partial to um, uh, the first vacation because it was so innocent and so pure, but they're all so cool. I just did a screening at the Academy of Christmas Vacation with Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki, and they're just, you know, cooking on all four burners. They're all great. Brittany G, how did it feel getting called in to come into a vacation movie in 2015? Did it bring back memories starring with Chevy again? Well, Chevy and I had just finished doing, um, we either had just finished, oh no, we were just on our way to doing a pilot together. So it was just a, a reunion of sorts. Nico P, if you could go back and only choose acting or music as a career path, which would you choose and why? I would, I had an album, four album deal and I didn't do it. I would have, if I could go back, I would have said, Beverly, just keep pushing, stay true to yourself. Don't, don't, uh, don't give up just because they all want disco. Karen B, Beverly, what was it like growing up with just brothers being the only girl? 
Well, I think it affected me in the way that I, I relate to men as brothers and that that's not sexy. And that's what Michael and I have been talking about. Cause if you had to boil me down, wouldn't you say I'm a sister type? Sister? No, don't I impress you as a sister? I'm not mysterious. I'm friendly. No, I'm like I, a sister. I, 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 well, I mean, I've known you for so long, but if I, if I was a dude that was like, you know, didn't know you, I'd be like, she's kind of sexy. She's funny. She's ridiculous. She's, yeah, but I'm not like, athletic. Like, I think. What, do you got to throw a ball to be sexy? What the fuck? No, 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 to be a true sister. Anyway, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I but, but here's what I do know. My best girlfriends, except for two of them, are dead. Mm. Um, so my world is populated by all men, and it's very comfortable. I love men. I love to be around men. I love the way they think. I love the way they can compartmentalize. They inspire me. I live for them. Just don't attack them. Just I know. Last, Angie, can you share one thing you miss the most about the late, great Carrie Fisher? And side note, also, I have to say that after your Don Henley story, the last episode, Uh-oh. I decided you you are my spirit animal. So I've, one story that we don't know about Kara that you just remember that you just, a small moment. Oh, God. It's a 34 years I of know, small moments. I know. so many moments. Oh, oh, oh. You've caught me off balance. Um, moment that was just you and her. A million of them. I know. Just lying in her bed. A million of them. Watching old movies. A million of them. I can't. I'll tell you a moment. Uh, My son uh, was dying and he was triaged into Columbia Presbyterian, New York. Al was in Alaska. Uh, My son was eight weeks old and Al was on a film. And I didn't know what to do. And I called Carrie. And it was about one in the afternoon. And Carrie was there by midnight with a pillow and a blanket. And she stayed with me. Until my son was okay three days later. There's a moment for you. Wow. And she just went, come on, let's go shopping in the gift shop. No, I don't want to. Put the baby down, Bev. Come on. You know, but uh, that's a sad. Oh, I went to the sad. No, that's good. That's a good moment. It shows you what a good friendship. Because you always hear these funny stories, but that's a moment. I will tell you this, that that weekend that we met, the the Don Don Henry story, yeah, uh, the Murrieta Hot Springs, we drove home together. I'd taken a limo down there. We drove home together and we stopped at a place and got our hair crimped in the same hairstyle. They were like these crimping islands and we had like really weird hair. That was fun. How old were you? Oh, when I met Carrie, 27, 28. All right. I love this. This is great. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love listening to that lady. She's uh, she's out there, isn't she? She's wonderful and brilliant and all that stuff. Beverly D'Angelo, thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Always tweet us and uh, Instagram us or hello at insideofyoupodcast.com and you could, you know, uh, ask me questions, write in letters. I love the letters that you send and we'll read one. Um, but first, let's let's give a shout out to the top tiers of patron Patreon. All right, here we go. Nancy D, Mary B. Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P, Barry I. A big shout out to Nico P for helping me with my neck. Got some Botox injections in the back of my neck. They said it's good for you uh, or that it could help you. And uh, we'll see what happens. Barry I, Angelina G, Jerry W, Kevin R, Emily K, Bob B, Robert B, Bortex, Bortex. Jason W, Tiana D, Andrew C, Allison L, Mark A, Jason D, Chris Raj C, Raj. Hi, Raj. You have a lot of toys. Sean W, Joshua D, Emily S. Hi, Emily. CJP. 
Rocks Raccoon, Samantha M, Hamza B, Stacy B, Carly T, Vanessa in the Sky, Reem, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Neil W, Tabitha272, Kimberly E, Melissa R, Mike E, Jake M, Catherine M, Jack S, Carly S, Judith D, Ramira, love that name if I said it right. Tell me if I didn't on Patreon, I'll respond. Chris F, Sarah V, Sean W, Stacy B, Tabitha272, Tiana D, Trisha F, Vanessa in the Sky, Yukiko. If you heard your name twice, uh, I think Bryce put your name twice on there, and uh, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but I might have screwed it up. It's easy for me to do that these days when I'm doing everything here in the studio. Uh, you know, I just hope this is in focus. I hope the sound's working. Let's read a letter. Uh, okay, this is, uh, this is from Kate. I've been listening to the podcast, and I wish I had found it sooner. As much as my nerd heart enjoys it for the content and great guests, the heart is what keeps bringing me back. It helps to know that there are other broken children out there that are still trying to figure shit out well into adulthood. Amen, Kate. My mother is dying, and I, when I went to see her a few months ago for the first time in years, I left knowing it would be the last time I saw her. <sighs> I also know that I left without real closure or resolution, and that she would die unchanged and without any remorse for what she did to her children. I'm never going to get I'm never going to get what I needed from her. It is what it is. I feel like this is a theme in the podcast and I appreciate the frankness of it. I'm still working through how I feel about her and I never really feel the need to talk about it, but listening to the show on my drive home is therapeutic. Knowing there are kindred spirits out there lightens the burden and allows me to give myself some grace and extend it to those around me. I hope it does the same for you. Keep pushing out episodes, and I will keep listening. Kate. Kate. You sent this, uh, I'm not exactly sure when you sent this, but it was months ago, and sometimes I don't get around to them. But first of all, I'm sorry about your, your mom. And, um, and I'm sorry you didn't get closure, but you know, the, I think an important part of all this is knowing the truth and only you can know the truth. How you feel about her is how you feel about her. And, you know, sometimes you can't make excuses for people. You can't say, oh, well, this and this forgiving is, is important. Knowing the truth is important. I'm not a therapist, but I've gone to enough therapy to kind of sort of sort of understand it. So, Kate, thanks for your letter. It's brave, and and I really appreciate you listening. And I'm, and I, more so, I'm glad you get something out of this show. I really am. I really, I really think that's, uh, you know, it's good. That's all I can say. Oh, that was heavy. 
Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We had a lot of great episodes coming. I know sometimes you probably like, you know, it's hard because, you know, people are always looking for the biggest and best guests. And, you know, sometimes our guests are bigger stars than the ones that are, you know, I, I love all my guests and they're all fantastic. And whether you like them or not, I hope that you'll listen because you like to learn about human nature and humanity in general and what makes people tick. And you like to learn. And, and I think that's that's the most important thing. So thank you for listening. Please follow all our handles inside you podcast or inside you pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm on the Patreon if you want to um, pledge and see a bunch of behind the, uh, what do you call it? Behind the scenes, sort of. We do extra. I did a bonus with Harlan Williams, my good buddy, a comedian. We did a video. I interviewed him for like a little 20 minute fun thing just for patrons. And I, I do an in, inside of you, inside of me where I film myself and answer questions to patrons. I do. Um, so it's a lot of fun. I love the continued support. There's different tiers and stuff. Check that out. I'm on the cameo. Um, thanks for supporting left on Laurel, the band. Uh, I've been writing some more songs. Maybe I'll share one with you. One of these times I'll see you on the YouTube live or the Instagram live. And I would just urge you to, um, it's hard, but just try to appreciate what you have in front of you. You know, I I'm telling you that as I'm, you know, I'm working on that, but, the more you you say, I'm grateful for this and this, and you start thinking, it's amazing how the brain works. I've talked about that. So let's just try to be better people. <laughs> you know, that's all we could do. Thank you again for everything, and um, we'll get through this together. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you, and uh, much love to you. And shout out to my friend Ethan Havener, who loves the fan letters. I appreciate him telling me that. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.